Hi, my name is Anthony DeSimone, and this is the Yen Podcast. And you're listening to Entrepreneur's Island, which is that island that many entrepreneurs and small business owners place themselves on because they're convinced their problems are unique and no one can help. This podcast is all about sharing those problems, those very common problems, and offering solutions. What if I told you it's possible to increase your sales this year by around 50%, 50% selling to just your existing customers? Listen to these statistics. A 5% increase in customer retention can lead to an increase in profits of 25 to 95%. Or this one. Businesses have a 60 to 70% chance of selling to an existing customer while the probability of selling to a new prospect is only 5 to 20%. And how about this one? Existing customers are 50% more likely to try new products and will spend 31% more when compared to new customers. These statistics make it clear that is far cheaper and easier to sell to existing customers than to new ones. And when you think about it, it, it kind of makes sense. You have already created a relationship with your existing customer. They're no longer strangers to you. They know the quality of your products and services. So unlike a new customer, you already have their trust. But unfortunately, a significant number of small businesses fail to focus on their existing customers. In fact, many of them don't focus on on existing customers at all. If your business is anything like the many small businesses I work with, your existing customers don't even know all of the products and services that you sell. Worse yet, most small businesses fail to include focusing any time or effort or strategy on selling to existing customers. Instead, they are focusing most of their sales and time and money on new customers. But what if you changed your sales strategy this year and spent more effort in visiting existing customers, educating them on the products and services you have to offer? Educating them on the additional value your company can offer them, do you think you would increase your sales? I do. Three of my clients, Gary Andalora of MBMS, Chris Shinta of Allied Circuits, and Joel Shapiro of JMS Technical Solutions, tried this strategy and succeeded well beyond their expectations. And they were kind enough to agree to be interviewed for this podcast so you can hear their story. And I'm so grateful for all of them and the time they spent because I think this podcast just, it sounds, uh, it's different. It sounds better. I really enjoyed how this came out and I hope to do more of these in the future. So without further ado, my first guest is Gary Andalora. All right, I'm I'm here with uh, Gary Andalora. He's the CEO of MBMS. And Gary, can you just briefly explain MBMS? Sure. 
We develop software and provide services for uh, large commercial banks, um, primarily in the mortgage industry. And our systems are large system of record applications that get implemented in their production. They basically run their business on. And you have some rather large clients. Yeah, we do. Some of the largest, you know, banks in the, in the United States. And anyone who's doing either custody management for mortgage or warehouse lending is, you know, a customer of, of ours. You're being pretty modest. You got the who's who, pretty <laughs> much. We do. You do. <laughs> we won't. We won't name names, but just about any any major bank or financial institution uses MBMS software in uh, one form or another. Right. So recently, you went on a trip to visit some of your customers that you hadn't gone out and visited for quite some time. First of all, what was the reason behind doing that? Uh, the real re the reason we started doing that is to really get more client focused. We've been, you know, we're, we're software developers, so we tend to be a little internally focused and sometimes we can be too much that way. And we just felt like we needed to get out there and talk with our customers more. We also started doing uh, client surveys, which provide us with a lot of really good information that we wanted to take action on. Mm. So it was an opportunity to get in front of our clients and talk about the process, you know, plus after having taken over as president two and a half years ago, we're starting to change some things, and we wanted to communi communicate that to our clients also. So I would say in the last year, I probably visited a third of our clients, which is a lot of traveling. Yeah. And it, it was a great experience. I think I, I learned a lot. And um, every time that we go when we talk to a client, it does two things. It improves the relationship and improves our opportunity you know, to get more revenue. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that second part because that was somewhat of a byproduct of of your travels. You you clearly weren't going out there with the uh, the priority of trying to sell more. However, you ended up selling a lot more. Yeah. And and uh, how many how many clients did you go visit in, in about in total? Probably about fifteen. And of those fifteen, how many did you come home? with actual additional work? Probably more than two-thirds. And wow. then other ones who you know expressed interest but just weren't ready to do more. Was it because the customer just had no idea what, what you sold? Or what was the reason behind all that extra work? I think uh, a couple of things. One, some of the clients we hadn't talked to in a while. So they, they didn't realize some of the things that we're currently doing. And you know, you start talking about with our clients about their business, and they know that we do business with all their competitors. Mm. So we know all the you know best ways to operate, and we start having conversations, and they'll start disclosing things about some of their problems. So you start just having conversations about their problems, and we we start thinking about solutions for them. And I would say at least a third of the ones we talk to. Um, signed up for a gap analysis, which is where we go in, we send our consultants in on a three to five day engagement, and they'll look at all aspects of their business and find ways to improve it, either through using our application better, things that they didn't know existed. Because mm -hmm. our application is fairly large and complex, there's a lot of different ways for them to use it. So that was one thing. The other thing is problems are running into that we could solve for them through our application. 
So I would say, yeah, at least a third of them signed up for um, gap analysis or consultations. And the other ones, um, you know, there's newer features that we have that they just weren't using that they, you know, wanted to know more about. And the other thing that's pushing a lot of our clients, we have newer versions. And we weren't as transparent previously about our roadmap. So we started coming up with a two-year roadmap. And that got people interested in, you know, being involved with that and then being able to see what's coming up, you know, down the line. The other thing that helps us are changes in technology. Um, some of the dependent technologies, like we use SQL Server, and when they they have newer versions, they stop supporting older versions. And some of our older versions use those technologies, and the technology groups within the banks say, you got to get off that. Mm-hmm. So it forces them to upgrade, which is good. And because our systems are fairly large, they our clients typically want us to help them with those, and that's a source of revenue for us. Yeah, yeah. So how much, if if you're willing to share, how much additional revenue did you end up picking up just uh, on that alone? If you want to give me a dollar amount or a percentage, uh, whichever you're more comfortable. Yeah, with. I would say that you know just high level. If you compare the revenue that we generated in. 17 with a forecast we have for this year it's up by about 20 percent wow yeah which is a pretty big number just by visiting customers and sharing with them what you what new things you have to offer yep and it, the other piece of it too is just building a relationship so getting in front of our clients letting you know them know that we care about their business and we want to help them and cultivating that relationship makes them more open to wanting to do things with you you know before and we characterize our relationships uh, between our different clients, and that had something to do with who we visited. Uh, some clients just want us to be their vendor. They want us to deliver the solutions that they tell us they want. They pay for them, you know, and then we hear from them the next time they need a new solution. Where we, we have other clients we consider partners, where we're working together, and we're actually part of helping them improve their business. And the distinction is those partners trust us more and it's about building a relationship they trust that we're giving them good advice it's actually going to you know pay off for them so they're open to ideas you know they, they work with us they accept most of the proposals we give them because they know that we've worked on them together and they're in their best interest mm. so really that has a lot to do with being able to, to sell additional ideas I think is having that good relationship with them and uh, we've turned a lot of our that's been our goal is we've stratified our client base and we said which clients are we not doing enough they're they're enormous and we could be doing more work with which ones are we kind of in a vendor relationship with and we were able to turn at least three of our clients last year from a vendor relationship to a partnership relationship wow yeah and it was uh it's pretty satisfying when that happens because it's it's a much better experience for both them and us yeah that's great so by having the trust and then visiting your customers and, and, and sharing with them the additional value that MBMS can offer them, you essentially increased your revenue by 20%. Yep. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was. It's a good experience. Thanks, so, Gary. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. No problem. See, what Gary did there was he went and he talked to his customers with the focus of taking vendor relationships and creating partner relationships. I I loved the fact that he was going in there and he wanted to add value. So he asked them about 
the problems that they were dealing with and he used his products and services uh, as an opportunity to solve them. He was just adding value and that value turned into 20% more growth in sales. So next up we have Chris Shinta. He's the owner of Allied Circuits. He's the part owner with a business partner, Chris Aculine. And he did something similar with his clients. So let's hear his story now. All right, great. I got uh, Chris Shinta, one of the partners at Allied Circuits. And, and Chris, why don't we start off with uh, just telling us a little bit about the company. What is Allied Circuits? Sure. The company was uh, started in 1987, and uh, it was really off a of demand of um, companies that needed people to make uh, control and power panels, electrical panels for them. And uh, so that started back in 87, and it, it's grown since then uh, with more and more customers that are looking to outsource that type of work. And um, so primarily it's contract manufacturing for control and power panels. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, recently, you and your business partner, Chris, uh, both uh, decided to start increasing your services, adding to your services that you already offer. Yeah, sure. If you take a step back, when we purchased the company in 2008, we had a lot of relationships that we were able to bring to the table. And that helped grow the business significantly. And then over that period of time, you start to see that level off. And that's where we really started listening more to uh, what the customers needed. We, we started to realize that uh, we have a great customer base, but it would be easier to really round out that customer base as opposed to find and, and, and start new relationships. Um, and so that's what we did was we listened to those customers of, of what they were looking for. They were constantly pulling us in a different direction. They were saying, look, we love what you do here, but can you also do this? And we would kind of just react to it. And um, over time, we looked at this and decided, you know what, we should start to invest into this. And that's why we added additional services that we can talk about. But uh, those additional services is uh, uh, what we found to be in, in, in um pretty high demand from the customer base. And uh, by rounding that out, they're finding that uh, business is growing with us because they realize they only have one source to go to. So you, you decided after adding these services to, to go to your customers and, and share with them some of the new services that you have. And why did you, why did you decide to, to do that? Because I'm assuming initially that you hadn't done that and that uh, eventually you decided to start contacting your customers and share that with them. Yeah, that's correct. So, so what we did was uh, we dabbled in it a bit. And, and here, for example, uh, things that we did, we, we, we built control panels, and they'd say, you know what, can you come and help us install, hook up all the instrumentation, uh, field services. And, and so we would react to that, kind of grab somebody off of the production to do that type of work and then get them back in-house. Um, what we learned, and, and this is additional for like programming and people doing design and CAD work and, and cabling systems, all of these things were re requested by the customer for us to see if we can help them out in these other arenas. So, so as we started to look into this and invest into those additional services, we started to talk to the different customers and say, look, we're already building your control panels. 
we're, we're adding additional pieces to what we're trying to do. Are, are any of these attractive to you? And we would start to list and show them. And what really came out of this, to my surprise, was almost all of them were interesting to the customers, uh, not just one piece, which I expected. And, uh, and, and the other part to that was I was surprised at some of the customers that would want something like programming or would want something like field services. So here we are at a point of, um, you know, it's still a little bit in its infancy where we're starting to see that uh, the demand is uh, more than we expected, and so we want to make sure we have controlled growth as we go here. But, um, uh, but yeah, we're, we're seeing that uh, we, we clearly hit a, uh, a hot point with our customers, and now we're going to see what we can do to, to um, grow it out. So what you learned is that your customers have a greater demand than, than uh, the supply that you currently have for those services. Yeah, yeah, that's correct, and um, and we have um, a certain culture here, so we can't just add, you know, headcount to add headcount. We want to make sure that they fit our culture and they stay, you know, fit in with what we're trying to do. We're we're recognized as a high quality uh, supplier, and uh, we want to make sure that's really based on because of the people that we have working here. So as we keep building up this team and finding those perfect fits for our company we're starting to be able to backfill and, and hit that demand. What we're trying to be careful of, though, and, and this is why we've delayed the launch of our uh, latest website, is uh, we don't want to have too many people calling at, at this point. We want to make sure that we grow it at a, um, at a comfortable pace and uh, make sure that we can still hit that high quality that our customers demand. Yeah, that's fantastic. So just by looking and, and talking to uh, your current customers, you had more than enough demand, which probably says a lot about the services that you're offering and the potential. Yeah, 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 that's correct. And um, and and so what we're starting to get is, uh, which is funny because uh, I think in the industry that we are, different businesses talk to each other, and we're starting to get phone calls from people that have heard, hey, we hear you're doing this, uh, we're interested. And um, it, it's surprising to me that how fast uh, that type of word is spreading. So again, uh, it's going to be controlled growth for us, but, uh, but here we are, you know, in the initial launch of it, and uh, the prospect looks good. Wow, that's exciting, Chris. Well, Chris Jinta, owner, Allied Circuits, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate your time. Great. Thanks, Tony. Wow. Another great interview. So Chris and the team, they surveyed their customers they listened to the customers. They began to hear repeating high demand requests. And so they started investing in what it was that their customers wanted. And the great thing is uh, he had also mentioned that uh, culture mattered to him, that it, it was important to be working with the customers that followed a similar culture. Those were his ideal clients and those are the ones that they're focusing on the most when it comes to selling these services. And it was great to see that also the word is spreading and they're not even advertising at this point. So they certainly have tapped into something that really truly is of high demand and it makes sense because it's what the customers are asking for versus what they're trying to push. They're not pushing anything on. The customers want it, and there's a lot of opportunity there. Our next interview is with Joel Shapiro, the owner 
of JMS Technical Solutions. Joe, how are you? Good, Tony. How you doing? Excellent, Joe. I uh, wanted to start off with, uh, could you just briefly explain to everybody what JMS Technical Solutions is, please? Yeah, so, so briefly, we're a technology staffing and consulting company. So we do uh, both uh, placements, permanent full-time executive search type placements, uh, and contract uh, consulting type roles, uh, temporary positions or contract to hire. So those are our two kind of business lines there, uh, mainly 99% of the technology space. Excellent, excellent. And uh, Joe, you just recently decided to go and uh, visit your your largest customer. And uh, first of all, if you could just explain why you uh, decided to do that, and and kind of share some of the results uh, that occurred from that. Yeah. So um, our business is, is definitely uh, a, a relationship business. There's a lot of a lot of companies that right do what we do. Uh, so it's, it's important to, to, to be there and be, be there with the customer. But a little background into this most, most recent visit. Um, we have had spoken about it internally for a long time and, and have noticed for a long time that we should be going to visit our, our big customers. But we get a little, uh, admittedly, a little you know, lazy or comfortable, right? And uh, we haven't been, uh, uh, been doing it as, as much as we should. And uh, of course, uh, one day we get the call that one of our main uh, contacts at our, at our largest customer uh, has been let go due to a, a, a reorg. So of course that you know was the big uh, kick in the pants to, to to get down there and see see what we can do. Uh, so so we did, and uh, luckily for us, uh, uh, one or two of our of our you know good good uh, contacts there survived the the uh, the reorg and we went there in person we, we've done now two two visits in the in just a couple of weeks time and each time we've come back with uh, new business we definitely would not have gotten if we didn't go there wow uh, so just in general when you say you you receive new business uh, how much like as a percentage or what you feel comfortable with how much more revenue do you think you'll be bringing in this year? And I guess we'll go with a percentage. As a percentage, just based on that, uh, going to that largest customer and meeting with them. We'll see how it all plays out, but probably get 50% more, um, more, 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 more business from them, uh, more you said, revenue. You said 55 zero. Five zero, yeah. And some of the way that that's happened was. It was uh, pretty unbelievable just when we were there just uh, two weeks ago. Uh, just from being there, uh, our, our uh, main, main contact saw somebody else in the hallway, right, that he remembered she had mentioned something about needing a few people for a project. And just because we were there and top of mind, he grabbed her and said, oh, hey, uh, you know, Joel's here. Um, I want to connect you guys. So we got kind of plugged in with a whole other area we would not have been in, in otherwise. And since then, she's then introduced us around to several people in her kind of department. So it's really helped us uh, kind of to, to spread our tentacles a little bit uh, there, which definitely like, would not have happened if we weren't just there in the hallway at that moment. <laughs> so, oh, that's incredible. Uh, 
that's incredible. How how exciting is that? That that's amazing. Have have you decided to change any of your uh, customer visit strategies after discovering definitely. this? Yeah, de definitely. Like, I mean, ideally, we could like live there. We we would, you know. So we're we're talking a lot internally, and um, and doing more than talking, right? Because I think we've spoken about it over the years, but you know, never. Uh, we'd go once in a while, but but not as much as we should. And and now for sure, it's uh, it's, it's a huge priority. And yeah, I think even that's with our largest customer. But I think even smaller customers, right? Um, where it's kind of if you're just a voice on the phone or an, or an email or something like that, it's it's easier for them to kind of ditch you or or uh, if, if something of a tough situation happens, right? It's easier for them to throw the the vendor under the bus sometimes. But if they've, if they've met with them several times and they get to know you and like you and stuff like that, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, I think it's harder to, to sever the relationship. So it's so, it's so much value to, to, to meeting in person to develop the relationship rather than over the phone or email or other channels. Well, in, in this case with Joel, it was a situation where there was a reorganization in his largest customer and that was in his words the kick in the pants needed in order to get over there and start visiting uh, but since then he's been visiting several times and I loved his story about just by being there top of mind he just happened to get connected to another person in a different division in that company and that has created in, in just a, another large branch of additional revenue which at this point he believes is going to be about 50% more revenue than the previous year and all of these companies that we talked to today that you heard from today were seven or eight digit sales companies so they're not tiny companies they're relatively larger small businesses and now they're going to be just a little bit larger because they spent the time to focus on sales strategy for their existing clients. My challenge for you today, part of your 2018 strategy, focus on existing clients. Focus on client visits. Focus on making calls to your clients. Survey them find out what their problems are and use that as an opportunity to give them additional value give them additional value and that will lead to additional sales in all of these cases Gary and Alora 20% growth Chris Shinta with Allied Circuits, creating new services and selling out almost immediately. And Joel Shapiro with JMS Technical Solutions, increasing his sales by 50%. So what can you do? And if you need my help, I will be more than happy. Give me a call. Send me an email at Tony at YouTheExpertNow.com and I'll be more than happy to help you create that strategy. I hope you have a great day.